Hello everybody, welcome to another Reddit Reads. I'm your host, the King of Nothing. Today is the 4th of April, 2020. You know what that means, 420. Best thing to do, because everyone is uh, under the COVID-19 quarantine. So, since I have the spare time, I would like to share or read off a very long story from reddit it's called a decade with a neck with a neck bread not neck beard it's i'm sure you should have just a typo to say everyone i figured out i would dust off my pc and decide to finally get around to post this english is my first language so my grammar so any grammar or misspellings slash mistypes are mine and mine alone now, for full clarification, I have known this neckbred since I was 13, and I'm currently 32, so I've known him most of my life. Also, because it's important to know, I am a high-functioning autistic trans woman. It says TL slash DR. I don't know what that stands for. Trans lady or... I don't know. At the bottom. <clears throat> For the sake of simplicity's sake, I will call the neckbeard P, and myself will be me. So I met P. Oh, let's, okay, okay. Uh, back up for a second. We're just going to, for this episode and all future episodes, we will just call any neckbeard Eugene. If you're not familiar with the term Eugene, then... I'm take I'm basing it off of uh, the character Eugene from The Walking Dead, and you don't even need to see all of The Walking Dead to know what kind of you know character he is. The, this character is such a neckbeard. He eventually gets better in the series, but he's still like pretty shitty. Uh, this actor got like legitimate death threats just because his character was such a piece of shit. And just so neckbeardy. So let's let's reread this sentence. For the sake of simplicity's sake, I will call the neckbeard Eugene, and myself will be me. So I met Eugene when I was 13, and he was 15. We met in middle school in grade seventh. He was in eighth. I first became friends with him over Pokemon. I was still I was and still am into that series as it is my favorite. This was about the time when Pokemon Crystal came out. It was also during the time in which I began to have severe mental health issues due to both my gender dysphoria and the physical and mental abuse from my father. After a mental breakdown in one of our classes we had together in 8th grade, he failed and thus we were in the same grade. I was put in a mental hospital for a while. When I was there, I tried and failed to come out as a trans so I could get the help I needed. However, my attempt was met with a rape from a fellow patient. After that, I began to seal myself inside my own mind. I was 14 at the time. It's pretty heavy. When I finally returned to school, 
I was no longer the same person I was before. I was much less outgoing and afraid to speak up. Eugene was my only friend at the time I felt I could trust, and as such, I would invite him over to spend the night many times. I'm a heavy sleeper. Once I enter uh, REM sleep, or REM sleep, it takes a lot to wake me. Now, as a teenager, I was lucky that puberty didn't really hit me as hard as it did the other people around me. I'm lucky on that aspect as I have always looked feminine, but due to this, Eugene decided that one of the nights he'd stayed over, he waited until I was fully asleep, and he did things to me in my sleep of a sexual nature. I didn't know it, I didn't know it at the time until he confessed it to me years later. Oh shit. After that incident, he stopped coming around so often, but I didn't know why at the time. When we started to play Yu-Gi-Oh in ninth grade, and in the tenth grade when he entered high school, I met other people and finally I had other friends besides Eugene. Now in eleventh grade, Eugene dropped out of high school and I grew closer to my new friends. I shall call D and J. Uh, my time with Eugene grew less and less as my friendship with D and J grew more and more. Then in 12th grade, while hanging out with Eugene and another friend, not a part of the story, I finally had a massive mental breakdown due to my gender dysphoria and I quite literally rode my bike home crying. Eugene then moved out of state for the next two years and I had little to no interaction with him until age 20. Okay, now comes the decade. Ooh, shit. Excuse me. At the age of 20, I finally came out officially and began my transition. And due to this, each of my friends from high school would slowly leave my life as time went on and my transition became a reality. Jay was the first to leave after telling me that if he ever saw me again, he would end me. However, Eugene reached out to me and told me that he had feelings for me, and me being a naive trans girl took him up on his words and began a relationship with him. At first, I didn't realize how he truly was. He was put on disability at age 18 and just never bothered to try to improve himself. He never worked a day in his life, and every time I came over to his place, it was a mess and it smelled. At the time, however, I didn't pay, didn't pay it much mind as I believed he was just having a hard time dealing with moving back into the state and being on his own. He lived in an efficiency apartment based on his income and that translated to him getting about $700 a month and his rent and utilities 
only costing 250 together, yet he was always broke. <sighs> Damn. Well, $200 for efficiencies is pretty badass, but not in this case. I worked at a chicken fast food place at the time when I first came out and lost that job until I got my next job at a clothes retail store, a clothing retail store. It was then I legally changed my name. The year was 2012. I was 24 and only now got my name changed and wasn't yet on hormones due to me constantly spending money to help him out, Eugene. I only had two days off a week, and I would always spend them going to his place and spending my money on him and myself along with cleaning up after him and performing sexually for any time he wanted it. This would go on for many years, uh, week after week, month after month, until finally in 2016, I got approved for hormones. However, shortly after starting uh, HRT, Hormone Replacement Therapy, I started to see just how bad he was. I hate to admit it, but I was blind to it for a very long time because I was just happy someone wanted to be with me. During 2016, one of my co-workers met Eugene, and those two began to fall for each other, but nothing ever came of it. Long story short, he lost his apartment and moved in with my family and myself. For context, everyone I have ever met knows that him hates... Okay, hang, hang, hang on. For context, everyone I have ever met that knows him hates him. But they all tolerated him due to being in a relationship with me. All the time he lived with me, my personal room was a mess. He never cleaned it. He never helped around the house. All he ever did was play games, sleep, eat, poop. <laughs> he called the shit poop. And try to, and more often than not, get into my pants. I started to feel trapped in my own home, and I dreaded coming home to a mess and a smell. I mean, who wouldn't? In 2017, I passed my first year of hormone replacement therapy and finally told Eugene about my rape as well as my parents. Oddly enough, the same day, shortly after telling my parents about it, I got a call from a surgeon about setting up my long-awaited consultation. Everyone was excited for me except Eugene. It was also during this time in which he and I started to analyze our political views as well as our social views in certain topics. Our fights increased as we spent more and more time together and we had a major fight about my gender dysphoria. Because he liked to touch me down there, during intercourse, I have some really bad bottom dysphoria. 
Let me make sure I read that right. Okay. During intercourse, I have some, and I yeah, it's 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 typed up a little wrong. So, all right, I have some really bad bottom dysphoria. In October, twenty seventeen, I made a post in the groups, in a support group for trans people, and received a friend request from some very important from someone very important. I should call her. Uh, BB. Let's call her. Yeah. Okay. My fights with Eugene grew more and more, and I began to realize that he would gaslight me and make me doubt myself many times over and every time that he did. That I would message or call BB, as this at this point we were talking daily. Then it finally came. To the date of my consultation, I've been asking for months leading up to this date for Eugene to come with me because it was very important to me. But he just absolutely refused to go. Yeah, this sucks. The day comes and my whole world is shattered as I realize I cannot pay for it due to them not taking the insurance despite my insurance covering it. I have a breakdown. BB is there for me. My sister is there for me. My mom, my dad, even my brothers are all there for me.、Uh, but the first thing out of Eugene's mouth,、uh, when I tell him, he says, "I told you it was pointless to get your hopes up." Those words coming from that man, my loved and this. And was in this relationship with completely crushed me.、Uh, my desperation got worse and worse until BB, knowing how I felt, suggested that her and I begin a roleplay story as a distraction. I agreed, and over the course of a year, and I,、uh, she and I created a world together with many different characters and with the crafted, excuse me, with the crafted story. P did not like this at all.、Uh, Eugene didn't like this at all. He would, on a daily basis, start a fight with me and began to accuse me of falling in love with BB. As the months went on, I began to realize that Eugene was, in fact, correct, and I was in love with BB. But I tried my best to push those feelings to the side because I believed. BB did not return those feelings. Then, in 2018, I planned to attend a barbecue to get together for some of the local trans people. While there was, while there I was、uh, recognized by someone there. It turns out one of those people in my friends group from high school was also trans. She and I、uh, reconnected. And after a few months, she convinced me to quit my five-year job at a taco at a taco fast food place and to come to work with her at a call center. I decided to take the risk and do it. It was 2019. Now, 2019 was a very hard year on me due to my asthma acting up real bad、uh, all that year. Only once did Eugene ever go with me to the hospital, and it was literally to pick me up when I was released.
The fights between he and I kept getting worse and worse. As he would decide that anytime he wanted it. <sighs> Excuse me. It was his right to take it. He became more and more aggressive and hateful towards my friends, and he hated that I finally had a social life. Eugene has been discovered. Yeah, all these friends are finally making this girl realize that he is completely selfish, Eugene. Everything finally came to, to a head on my birthday of this year. I was drinking with my friends and daring at BB and her and myself with the assistance of a AW finally confessed that uh, we had feelings for each other. But right then and there, BB ended her relationship with her boyfriend. And over the next few days, I did the same. For me, it was harder due to the fact that he lived with me. Finally, on the 25th, after the cops were called on him, uh, he was removed from my home, and for the first time in a long time, I felt free. Uh, I felt happy. I felt human again. However, it was short-lived. Me being me, I'm someone who values friendship. I didn't want to just cut him out of my life completely, as I've known him since I was 13. So I tried to be a friend, and I invited him to try and become friends with my now-girlfriend, Bibi. The two of them seemed to get along at first, and then in my naivete, I, uh, and hoped that losing uh, me as a girlfriend would somehow wake him up and make him realize he needs to better himself. I agreed to drink with him. The single act almost cost me my girlfriend and my best friend. Thankfully, he and I did not have intercourse, but he did try to kiss me, and I had to push him away. He then turned around and told BB that he and I cuddled and made out, etc. Thankfully, BB saw right through him, and both she and I completely cut him out of our lives. And with this virus spreading around, I will not be running into him anytime soon. I only wish I would have saw sooner in life just how much of a toxic person he truly was. He had me convinced I was a monster and a bad person because I wanted to be happy. If you have read this far, thank you. TL slash DR. Met a guy in middle school, became friends. After beginning my transition, he became my boyfriend. For the next decade, he emotionally and mentally abuses me and takes. It makes me think I'm a monster and a bad person until I become friends and grow closer to a girl whom I actually leave him for her. Come on, life. Comments. Nah, these comments are too long. The story was pretty lengthy. So basically, yeah, Eugene was obviously, we could just say, of more of a sound mind than uh, 
the lady uh, with the story because she did say that she is a uh, she has autism but she's she's functioning there's so many different levels of autism it's like I'm not even sure how many different plateaus there are, but uh, Jerry Seinfeld uh, technically has autism. That's why he kind of talks the way that he talks. But he's not—he's definitely not a stupid guy. He's one of the best comedy shows uh, of all time. So who knows how far gone this girl really was? But apparently, she wasn't that bad. However, Eugene, on the other hand, we could just say had a. Uh, a bigger edge from the get-go. He was just, you know, a neckbeard and just didn't care about his hygiene or didn't give a shit. But basically, as soon as this girl knew about the time when Eugene, uh, you know, touched her in her sleep and did whatever he did, she should have ended it right there, like... I know that it's easier said than done, but at that moment, you know, that is more than a reasonable enough excuse to to end uh, any type of uh, relationship. Instead, she kept him around and, you know, she just kind of like fed the monster and enabled him. I can't be super harsh about it, though, because for a long time this girl said that, you know, nobody wanted to uh, to talk to her and give her the time of day, so she was literally just taking what she thought was, you know, the only option at uh, a human, another human interaction. And then as soon as, you know, things started to get better and she started seeing more people, and she realized Eugene was really a piece of shit. So, that's basically it. But Eugene knew and decided to uh, to stick it out with this person because he knew that nobody uh, wanted her. Nobody was going to want her. Uh, and he took advantage of it. That's basically it. So, that's basically it. That story was called A Decade with the Neck Bread. But supposed to be neckbeard posted 11 days ago from today all right well that will be that's the first story until the next time take care Hello and welcome to side two to the uh, Reddit Reads. Uh, I'm your host, King of Nothing. And the first story was a bit, uh, I'll say a little more serious. I was going to find it something a little, it's a little not as heavy, but still very neckbeardy, so don't you fret. Story. The title for this story is going to be called Why I'm Never Playing D&D Again or Dungeons and Dragons. I accidentally posted this on the wrong account earlier. 
So if you see it, ignore it, I guess. I'm on mobile, so you know. By the way, this isn't really a full story. I'm just in a rush. I'll rewrite it better. Just need to put it down. In my third D&D group, there's a super sweet master and three dudes. Oh, and by the way, um, I personally haven't uh, played Dungeons & Dragons, not the official uh, the, the game, just because la the first time I tried to uh, be open-minded enough to, to give it a shot, the, the manual for this particular edition or whatever it was, was so thick, it was literally like an encyclopedia. And the person, you know, that had the game, you know, um, was pretty much like, yeah, it'll basically just take you anywhere between three to four months just to set up your character. I'm like, yeah, sorry. I don't have that type of time. Uh, if I was to uh, spend that kind of time, I would play a video game. I would, uh, there's still very much uh, similar games like The Witcher, uh, anything from Bioware. I just got finished playing uh, Dragon Age Inquisition on the Xbox One X and uh, I spent roughly 200 hours, 174 hours on the uh, Nightmare campaign. Anyway, so rather play that. So anyway, so the story says, in my D&D group there's a super sweet master and three other dudes. One is a neckbeard, but he is okay. I'm the only person in my group other than our dungeon master who has a fit body. I have a pretty slim waist and I have wide hips and I like skirts. I find them super cute. The day this happened I was wearing a 1997 Alita-inspired outfit because I adore the Nymphette fashion, and we were in our master basement playing. We were in our master's basement playing. Our master was a huge, has a huge deep freezer in the basement with ice cream and popsicles and stuff. I'm short, 5'3". And everyone in the group is 5'10 and up, and the deep freezer is huge compared to me. So... I have to down your climb in the thing to reach the popsicles. Halfway through the game, I felt really hot normally. I could handle heat really well, but I like I felt like I was on fire. So I walked over to the deep freezer and I opened it and leaned in over to grab a popsicle because the freezer is really high. My legs literally hanged over the freezer and my butt was in the air while I was digging for the popsicles. The neckbeard went behind me and thrusted into my butt, making me fall inside. Uh, shit. Once my dungeon master realized what had happened, he had helped me out then got ma and then got mad at me for wearing, it says me, got mad at me for wearing a skirt as if I asked to get a six foot 200 pound dipshit uh, to thrust into me it's not so it's not like I wasn't wearing shorts so how was it my fault 
So instead of having him apologize, he blames me. I was so pissed I called him a twink. He is obviously not a twink. He hates being called one because he is in shape and tall and buff. So he slapped me. Oh shit. I broke the board and had his father drive me home and I decided I won't play D&D anymore. Maybe if I find a better group, I would. Oh shit. So that's that's the story. Now now we can actually read some comments. So this guy, uh, his name is Old Dog Ninety. Few points to make. One, obviously, no one, sh- obviously, no one should not be thrusting up on you. That's horrible, invasive, uncomfortable, and uncalled for. Two, the reaction of the. DM was equally damning, blaming what he, what was done for what you wore. Fuck that. Three, he slapped you. Assault. Definitely can alert authorities on that one. Did you tell his father that he hit you? Four, you should definitely find a better D&D group full of normal people that aren't assholes. Over the years, I've played D&D with different mixed gender groups. All people equally respected each other and none of of what happened to you occurred in my groups. Five, sorry this happened to you. And then someone said, like, sounds like sexual assault to me. And someone said, it is. Uh, and let's just, let's just do a couple more. Someone says, I don't play D&D, but I have friends who do. From what I can gather, the best bet is to join a group that already has at least a couple of women in it. Or just men who aren't assholes. I've played D&D with plenty of men in the past and none of them would ever dream of acting like that. Uh, yeah, so... Here, here, here's my take on it. Yeah, uh, the, the males... And this particular story, we're all in the wrong. Like, I don't know how many guys they're actually. Okay. In my D and D group, so there's four. So there's four guys. We'll just say there's. Yeah, because in the beginning of the story, it says, you know, there's the master and three other dudes. So four people, not including the. Uh, the lady that was assaulted so five total but okay four people are at fault here uh i just think that even though rpgs are extremely addicting uh if you're playing a game like D, like on a regular basis uh it starts to become a problem, not just because, you know, you're... Not because I'm, like, against fantasy or anything, but, like, um... You're kind of closing yourself off from the from the mainstream, from the regular world. That's probably because, you know, these people have, like... They're, they're obviously, like, rejects in their own ways, whether they want to admit it about themselves or not. Like, if you had... 
anything going on for you, you wouldn't even have the time to spend playing a game like Dungeons and Dragons, especially, you know, on this level. So these people are in their own little worlds and a lot of, I'm pretty sure most of the people that do play D&D that are, that aren't just casually playing, they've been invested in this addiction for, you know, anywhere between three, three years or more. They start to identify themselves with uh, the characters they create within the game. And, you know, the game pretty much like never ends, but you're constantly upgrading and leveling up. So in their own mind, their mind is warped already, like heavily by this already. And like I said, it's something that, you know, people will deny and refuse to the bitter end, but that's pretty much what it is. So when you've already kind of like created this fantasy world that you can justify within your mind, and you have a, a female that isn't ugly, you know, kind of like being eye candy, you know, someone that has a warped perception of reality would do what that guy did, uh, you know, which I'm not condoning, but uh, I can see both sides of the coin you should you people need to keep their their hormones in check for sure because what happened in the story was a was a crime and you know this chick didn't ask to be you know assaulted or you know harassed and if this was like in a basement we we know that the master or you know the the main guy throwing this you know get together knew about it as well What's that to say about the other two people that weren't mentioned? So basically everybody in the game knew that this happened and the girl that was really at, uh, was really, you know, the victim was pretty much made out to be the asshole. So these are all just a bunch of horny nerds in their mind, just counting on a gangbang to happen if, you know, they're cool enough and they keep it in their pants long enough, like, they're probably already expecting something, like, before anything even happened. They're like, all right, guys, we're just going to, uh, we're just going to, uh, fucking keep it cool, play it cool, you know, get this girl, like, a, a permanent member in our little, like, social circle, and we'll play these games, and, you know, we'll have these quests that, you know, have, like, bondage or stuff like that or whatever. And, like, just try to push the boundaries. And, I mean, it's in our human nature to push boundaries. But to to, to do what happened in this uh, story is still very un- unacceptable. But I think what's even more unacceptable is that, like, after, you know, the guy that... Uh, was in charge of this meeting, found out about the guy that, you know, uh, humped her from behind, basically, uh, fucking slaps the girl. So this kind of even, like, indicates that, you know, this dude was kind of, like, in on it, too. Or, like, 
at some point him and this other friend of his are that you know they've, they've been scheming like everyone is scheming we'll just say that and it didn't work out so he was like you know what be gone with you wench and slaps her you know and uh that's really unfortunate and this this D thing is just one big uh ruse it wasn't like i'm sure it wasn't like that in the beginning but when you have a bunch of neck beards and it's a sausage fest you know everyone's gonna want to have sex or you know have sexual thoughts towards uh a female that isn't ugly even if she was ugly you know i would uh you know i would have thoughts i'm sure other people would have thoughts as well but it's one thing to have thoughts and to actually act on them and that's just really shitty uh, i'm looking at some comments and they're just a bunch of people just pretty much saying the same thing I'm saying and uh, there's no update from what I can see about whatever became of the guy that slapped her or the guy that like humped her from behind or whatever but uh yeah just uh play The Witcher 3 uh get the game of the year edition with uh, both the expansion uh, campaigns and you're gonna have a way better time all by yourself period that is literally the witcher is literally the best rpg fantasy DD type game i can recommend for anybody that has that plays on xbox if you have that kind of time to to waste or invest then gotta pick it up gotta give it a shot um, get the witcher 2 it's back compat for the xbox one it's a 360 release uh but the witcher one is uh, on pc only but whatever so uh, yeah just fucking people i can imagine that it's stank down there too i mean thinking about greasy fat guys you know, with like micro dicks that still have needs, but you know, it was gonna be like a one big micro dicked fucking D and D orgy, and uh, yeah, just don't fuck with it, man. Uh, well, with all that being said, I think it's time to uh, to wrap it up. So, and in closing. I will. Until next time, take care, guys.